0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. The Pro-Life Action League is protesting the decisions made by Walgreens and CVS pharmacies to take steps to sell the abortion drug RU486. CVS Pharmacy and Walgreens each have about 9,000 retail locations across the U.S. We're speaking with Eric Scheidler, the executive director of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League at a protest site outside of Walgreens on Lake Street in Aurora. Eric, it would seem that CVS and Walgreens are putting profits above life and the well-being of women.
2: CVS and Walgreens have made a tragic decision, and along with them, Rite Aid is also now saying that they're gonna sell these drugs. I don't know if they're motivated by the opportunity to sell these drugs for a profit, or if it's more of an ideological commitment to abortion on the part of the uh, CEOs. We know that American corporations are becoming more and more woke, more and more acting at the behest, of the Democratic Party and the progressive movement. So whatever their motivation is, though, it's a horrible decision. Americans do not want their local pharmacy to become an abortion facility, which is effectively what's happening here. We could go from having about 650 abortion facilities in America to having 20,000 abortion facilities in America because these pharmacies are now dispensing these incredibly dangerous and painful drugs. And part of our message to the American people is to know about medication abortion. Does the CEO of Walgreens, CVS, or Rite Aid know how painful it is to take one of these pills? The misoprostol pill, the second pill of the two pill combination that flushes the baby out of the body, causes contractions so extreme that Women stagger to come up with the words to describe what they're going through. I've seen countless videos on Twitter, on TikTok, of women who are talking about this experience, and they're angry, just misery, and sometimes going on for days.
1: And women aren't hearing this message.
2: Women are not hearing this message. The abortion movement has been calling on women to shout their abortions, and we've seen some really shameful examples of that. But in a weird way, they're right. Women should talk about their abortions because when they do, when they talk honestly about the abortion experience, about what pushed them into it, how they felt afterwards, how they've dealt with it through their lives, we hear another story, especially when it comes to medication abortion. We really need to hear more of women's stories. And we're hearing those stories at the pregnancy centers. This is how I've come to understand how incredibly traumatic the experience of medication abortion is because of the women who are coming to the pregnancy centers afterwards to talk about the trauma. The baby is expelled right there in their home. They see this tiny little embryonic corpse in the toilet. Sometimes it even survives, it's wriggling around. What do you do with that? They call up the pregnancy center and say, do I call the board of health? Do I call the coroner? Do I flush this down the toilet? What do I do? It's, It's a horrible experience. And that's
1: gonna be in their minds for a lifetime. Well, Eric, beyond peaceful protest and prayer, what can Christians and pro-life people do to counter this?
2: Number one, you gotta go to Google and you've gotta find an independent local pharmacy. You gotta call the pharmacy up or go in there yourself and talk to the pharmacist, talk to the manager, find out if they're gonna be getting abortion pills there. I don't think a lot of independent pharmacies want that. They don't want to be involved in abortion. They don't want their customers with whom they have such an intimate relationship to think of them that way. So find another place to shop. I'm not going to Walgreens anymore. And I'm encouraging my fellow pro-life Americans not to go to Walgreens anymore if this is going to be their policy. Don't go to CVS. Don't go to Rite Aid. Find another pharmacy. There are some other chains that might be able to take the place of Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Those independent pharmacies, too, because you can have a relationship with them. Right to the Walgreens portal, go to their website, send them an email saying, I can't shop at your store if you're going to be an abortion company, if you're going to profit off of killing unborn children.
1: Well, the actions taken by CVS, Rite Aid and Walgreens follow a decision by the Food and Drug Administration to allow the distribution of these pills. Yet another anti-life action taken by the Biden administration.
2: The Biden administration stays up all night, every night, thinking of new ways to expand abortion. I've been astonished by what they've been willing to do. Pushing this abortion pill on America, trying to turn every pharmacy into an abortion facility, what they're really trying to do here is to normalize abortion. Women aren't really going to want to go to a pharmacy for an abortion pill. They're not going to want to go to their regular family practice doctor. They don't now. We know that very often women who have abortion coverage in their insurance plans don't use it because they don't want a bill coming to their house with the word abortion on it. They are ashamed of abortion because abortion kills an innocent human child and is a horrible thing to do. And they know it, at some level they know it. And so I expect that medication abortion will still primarily be dispensed at abortion facilities like Planned Parenthood Centers and the increasing number of pill-only abortion facilities all over the country. So what this is really about is normalizing abortion, making it seem like just going to get uh, some shampoo. You go to your Walgreens. Even if you can't actually go to your local Walgreens because they're not doing it there, it's the idea that this is just a normal part of American life, that's what they're going for.
1: Taking an aspirin, whatever.
2: Right, they just want to make it as regular as taking an aspirin instead of what it really is, destroying an unborn human child by completely disrupting the healthy functioning of the woman's fertility cycle. And we have to remember that about this. This drug, destroys a healthy functioning reproductive process that's unfolding. Is there any other drug you can think of, the purpose of which is to stop the body from doing what it was designed to do?
1: Well, I thought abortion was all about reproductive health now, Eric.
2: Reproductive health is about eating the right foods when you're pregnant. It's about being responsible with your sexual activity if your goal is to postpone pregnancy, have a child another time. Reproductive health means understanding how your body works, not just going to Planned Parenthood for a pill that harms your body, disrupts its healthy functioning. You know, that's the most ugly euphemism, because reproduction is a beautiful thing. Just look at the name of Planned Parenthood. They have nothing to do with parenthood. They don't offer parenthood classes at Planned Parenthood. They don't even want you to bring your kids to Planned Parenthood. All they do is help you plan to avoid parenthood. With sterilization, contraception, and ultimately abortion to kill an unborn child when you become pregnant. Eric,
1: I'm a little surprised that Planned Parenthood isn't opposing Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid, and their steps to distribute these abortion pills. Doesn't this cut into Planned Parenthood's profits because they're dispensing the abortion pill?
2: Yeah, um, Planned Parenthood charges a lot for these pills. You know, four or five, six hundred dollars for this two-pill concoction. I imagine they're going to be a whole lot cheaper at a regular pharmacy. We know that that Planned Parenthood really looks at the bottom line and abortion is their number one profit center at their facilities including medication abortion which is again more and more and more a part of the abortion scene. Planned Parenthood does over 40 percent of all the abortions in America. You'd think they don't want to offload any of that profit, any of that market share to Walgreens or Rite Aid or, or CVS, but I think they're kind of caught because they do want to normalize abortion. They can't go on record opposed to any expansion of abortion because of their ideological commitment to making abortion as regular as as just, you know, having a cup of coffee or popping an aspirin. But I think they probably know you know as I mentioned before I think they probably know that they're gonna still be the ones doing the dispensing this is more about public relations This is about making the American people feel like abortion is normal and also about making pro-life people feel marginalized and separated which is part of why we come out and do these protests together we want pro-life Americans to know they're not alone they're not the only ones in their town who care you are one of millions of Americans who are outraged by this horrible expansion of abortion uh, taking place at the behest of the Joe Biden administration
1: what impact will the decision by these pharmacies have on pharmacists who oppose abortion on religious or moral grounds?
2: So many men and women get into the healthcare field because they have a passion for care. They want to care for their brothers and sisters, their fellow humans. And pharmacists are no different. They go into pharmacy because they are fascinated by medicine. And they want to play a role in getting good medicines into the hands of people who need that care. Pharmacists, by and large, do not want to have anything to do with dispensing abortion drugs. There's the, you know, a pro-life pharmacist group that's been pushing back against these changes as well. Because not only is this uh, something that they're morally opposed to, it's something that becomes a conscience problem for them. If you're a pro-life pharmacist, you're being forced to take a role in providing abortion. You've become an abortion provider when you go and dispense those pills and hand them over to somebody else. So one of our challenges here is gonna to be to protect those conscience rights. And uh, we wanna make sure that they're not being forced to dispense these pills so that they can step away. We're already seeing lawsuits about the FDA rule change. So that's something people should pray about.
1: On what grounds are they challenging this?
2: Something like 20 attorneys general throughout the United States are joining a lawsuit to uh, object to the way that the FDA rule was changed, saying that it is not complying with Congress's mandate to the Food and Drug Administration to keep the American people safe. They're going so far as to ask the FDA to rescind their original ruling allowing this pill to be used in the first place from the early 2000s. They're going for the jugular of this thing. They want to try to completely end medication abortion in the United States. Other states are suing to make sure that they won't be forced to allow these drugs even if they have pro-life laws that limit that. What's
1: your counter to the argument that these pharmacies are actually protecting women from unsafe products, so-called unsafe products, sold over the internet by shady suppliers. They're manufactured in garages, etc.
2: There is a horrible black market in abortion pills. There's pills coming in from Mexico. Nobody knows how pure they are, how safe they are. But the idea that Walgreens can step in and change that is nonsensical. I mean, in a pro-life state where abortion pills aren't being dispensed, yeah, black market pills are going to come in, but that's not solved by Walgreens in Illinois dispensing abortion pills. Besides which, these pills are not safe.
1: And do you anticipate a bevy of lawsuits challenging the safety, the actual safety of these pills?
2: Well, here in the state of Illinois, a new law, signed into law by J.B. Pritzker, shields abortion providers from any culpability for botching an abortion, whether it's a medication abortion, a surgical abortion. If you take the abortion pill like that poor girl in Canada, the 19-year-old who died, and you die, septic shock, your family has no recourse. There's nothing they can do to hold Walgreens accountable, to hold that physician accountable under that law in Illinois. We're going to see some malpractice suits. We have seen some already. But not in a state like Illinois. Depends on the state.
1: This is Illinois Family Spotlight. We'll continue our conversation with Eric Scheidler the executive director of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League after this.
0: With a woman to look at culture from a Christian worldview, I'm John Stonestreet with The Point. As anyone who's watched the show Prime Minister's Questions can tell you, surviving British politics requires a lot of facts, a sharp wit, a sharper tongue, and a really thick skin. That's why it was surprising when Nicola Sturgeon felt compelled to resign as the first minister of Scotland. And it wasn't her thwarted desire to see Scotland achieve independence that did her in. It was her inability to make two and two equal five. In her last months in office, she'd attempted to defend women's rights while also embracing a radically pro-transgender ideology. In an embarrassing interview, Sturgeon just couldn't figure out how to put together her insistence that trans women are women with her back and forth about placing a male rapist in a female prison. Her failure to square this circle had nothing to do with her wits or her ability. The idea that a man can be a woman is simply incoherent. Bad ideas have victims. This time, the victim was one of its proponents. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street.
1: Christians must champion the sanctity of human life, but it's not easy in abortion destination Illinois. For fresh insights on winning the fight for life, join the Illinois Family Institute Saturday, March 18th at the Village Church of Barrington for IFI's Pro Life Worldview Conference. To register, click events at illinoisfamily.org nationally acclaimed life leaders Scott Phelps, Dr. John Diggs, and Scott Klusendorf will offer biblical, common sense perspectives on how to make the protection of life normal again, even in Illinois. We want to bring it back to the question, what is the unborn? Is the unborn one of us? If so, the unborn should not be killed. If you believe that life is sacred and can and must be protected, then please attend the IFI Worldview Conference. To register, click events at IllinoisFamily.org, IllinoisFamily.org. Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. I'm joined by Eric Scheidler, the Executive Director of the Chicago-based Pro-Life Action League. We're recording this interview outside of Walgreens on Lake Street in Aurora. Walgreens, Rite Aid and CVS now deciding to dispense abortion drugs to the public. There's talk about our legislature coming after pregnancy care centers, setting up state-owned women's health centers that will commit abortions, allowing midwives to commit abortions, and a possible constitutional amendment, state constitutional amendment to codify abortion. So if you want to get involved in the pro-life cause, now is the time.
2: We were concerned when Roe v. Wade was overturned that pro-life Americans might become complacent. Well, we've achieved our big victory, the thing we were fighting for for so many years. We're done. Maybe some people have rolled up their tent and gone home, but I think we've seen the way the American people have reacted, the way that some of the referenda have gone in states like Kansas and Michigan and Kentucky. We have more work to do now than ever before. The pro-life movement doesn't end with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. The pro-life movement really begins. We can start to enact laws in in states that will protect unborn children. We can start to pass laws that will provide more opportunity for families to flourish. We can change our values so that we're focusing more on fostering parenthood and family formation and having another kid. These are great opportunities for us, but tremendous challenges. We've seen the attacks on pregnancy centers and on on churches, on pro-life churches. It could not be clearer that we need more activists, we need more prayer warriors, we need more sidewalk counselors, we need more donors, we need more educators, we need more speakers, we need more volunteers throughout the pro-life movement. If you believe in the sanctity of life, educate yourself on abortion so you can be a better conversationalist about this issue with your friends. Are you going to maybe make a gift to a pro-life group? Are you gonna look for an opportunity to go out on the street and hold a sign with us? What are you gonna do? People
1: might be just really discouraged by what's happening in Illinois, how do you counter that discouragement when our lawmakers have made this
2: state the land of Lincoln an abortion destination? Hey, I understand people being discouraged. I've had some tremendously discouraged hours over the past, I don't know, five years since we've seen the laws in this state really just go down the tubes. And abortion expanded and expanded and expanded they just keep thinking of new ways to increase uh, illinois profile as the abortion uh, mega center of the entire united states i get the discouragement but i can tell you that you will live in that discouragement so long as you're not taking action nothing makes you feel more encouraged more hopeful than coming out here these volunteers who are joining us here in aurora today they are full of joy They are so happy to be out here doing something positive, even though it's a grim situation or they wouldn't be here. They're worried or they wouldn't be here. They've been discouraged but Christ gave them encouragement. The Holy Spirit came to them and prompted them to come out and take action. The answer to discouragement is action.
1: And the Pro-Life
2: Action League has a website. You have events there and tell us. Visit us at ProLifeAction.org. We're going to continue these actions at Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid Pharmacies. There's much more to come. This is just the first step of a years-long campaign to get medication abortion out of our pharmacies. So you need to go to ProLifeAction.org, sign up for our emails, so you'll know when the next protest is. We're going to Walgreens headquarters, we're going to CVS headquarters, we're gonna be doing leafleting campaigns. There's so much that's still to come on this issue and in so many other areas of the pro-life movement. We need you and you need us because we have the experience. We are eager to put you to work. Get in touch with the Pro-Life Action League and we can work together to make Illinois a better place.
1: Eric, there's a lot of talk that Pro-lifers were largely responsible for what happened in the midterm elections, especially in the election here in Illinois, the governor's race and what have you, and the fact that we didn't pick up seats in the legislature. And there's talk that maybe the Republican Party, state Republican Party, needs to modify its position on abortion or look for pro-choice Republican candidates. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, if the Republican Party of Illinois thinks that they can win any elections without pro-life People voting for them, the most dedicated voting bloc there is, they got another thing coming. And they have made some scary moves. They have betrayed us. The Illinois Republican Party paid for Greg Hart to flip flop on the abortion issue. They paid for flyers for, that were sent out around the county when he changed the position from pro life to pro choice in this most recent election, which he lost. And he lost that election because he lost pro life voters. Pro lifers will not vote for any candidates who are supporting abortion in Illinois. And the Republican Party needs to know that. Candidates all over America ran from the abortion issue. When they ran, they lost. Governor DeSantis, Marco Rubio in Florida had landslide victories, standing on very strong pro-life platforms, not afraid to talk about the issue. But they articulated those positions they artic- very well. They articulated the pro-life position well. They highlighted the extremism of their Democrat opponents. Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania was feckless on abortion. And he lost. He was afraid of the issue. The Republican Party is doomed to be permanent minority if it abandons pro-lifers. Donald Trump is doomed to be a permanent loser if he throws pro-lifers under the bus. We are the most dedicated voting bloc in the country. Pro-lifers will crawl over broken glass to vote for a pro-life candidate and make a difference in a city election, state election, federal election. So wake up GOP. You need us way more than we need you. So you better get with the program.
1: Eric, we're expecting a big move in the legislature to bring so-called death with dignity. It's assisted death to Illinois.
2: We are seeing horrible injustice in countries like Canada that have embraced assisted suicide, euthanasia, murder of the elderly, whatever you want to call it. People have chosen to die in Canada because they never get a chance to have someone come and talk to them. People are choosing death in Canada because they don't have a decent wheelchair lift that will make them more mobile. People are choosing death in Canada for reasons that could be addressed. Reasons of of not having access to opportunity or feeling lonely and isolated or being in pain that could be alleviated with better care. Canada's pushing these people to kill themselves. It's not enough that they want to kill unborn children, now they want to kill the disabled, the elderly, the depressed,
1: Well, how do we keep that from coming to Illinois?
2: We've got to speak out. We've got to speak out to our legislators and let them know when these bills are introduced that we're against them. We need to listen to the disabled community that so often is fighting these kinds of moves because what they're saying is that being disabled, being depressed, being old, being infirm, makes your life worthless. Their lives are not worthless. We need to provide the care that people need. We need to provide the companionship that people need. People have been abandoned. And abandoned people suffer and want to die. We can't allow, as a society, for the disabled, the elderly, the depressed, the troubled, to feel so abandoned, left alone. We have to reach out to them. And we need to pray hard for those people who are suffering, who are considering assisted suicide, for the legislators who are willing to to kill those people, to encourage them to die. More and more people are waking up to the horror stories that they're hearing from Canada and Belgium and places like that. I mean, they're killing children, disabled children. Depressed teenagers are seeking assisted suicide. They're trying to lower the age of consent for this in Canada and in other countries around the world. We're seeing more and more horror stories. Problem is that people are becoming less and less sensitized. They're desensitized to this. So stories that 10 or 20 years ago might have horrified people and rallied them to fight against euthanasia are actually causing people to shrug. So part of our job is to rekindle a sense of concern for your fellow man. I mean, this goes to back to basics. Do you care about other people or not? Or is it all about you? We've become a very selfish society. We've become a society that demonizes and dehumanizes those that we just don't even know, and especially those we disagree with. We've got to put an end to that. The love, love is the answer to this one.
1: And we have to call our lawmakers and encourage our family and friends to call our lawmakers.
2: Yeah. We've got to pull out all the stops. If an assisted suicide bill is is, uh, introduced in Illinois, we've got to pull out all the stops to to oppose it. Go to Springfield. Get your friends and family to go to Springfield. Get your pastor to call your your legislator, and all your friends and family and everybody to get involved. Every single one of us who cares about human life, who sees that human life is a gift from God, that every life is precious, needs to be a part of this movement, or we're going to lose. We're going to lose hard. And what comes after assisted suicide? State-enforced euthanasia. That's all on the horizon. Forced sterilization, forced abortion, forced euthanasia, all of that's coming, coming sooner than we think if we're not willing, every one of us, to own these problems and take responsibility for stopping this embrace of death by the state of Illinois, J.B. Pritzker and the General Assembly.
1: Thank you, Eric Scheidler with the Pro-Life Action League. Eric, once again, the website for the Pro-Life Action League.
2: You can find us at ProLifeAction.org, ProLifeAction.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash ProLifeAction. And we're generally at the handle at ProLifeAction throughout social media.
1: Thank you. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. Do support the work of the ProLife Action League, the Illinois Family Institute, Illinois Family Action. Tell your family and friends about Illinois Family Spotlight. Until next time, stay healthy, stay active, and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at